We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sean Payton, keep talking that shit. we gonna see him soon. You feel me? All right, welcome to another edition of the Budding Heads Podcast from Rams Talk Radio. I'm Steve Barrow. Here's always with Johnny Gomez. Johnny, this feels like the podcast episode that we were born to do, man. A preseason game in which nobody really of much significance at all played. Uh, We're going to talk about a handful of guys who are a little significant, um, but really just the amount of players that I didn't see on the field in this 13-6 loss to the Los Angeles Chargers in the first Rams game ever at SoFi Stadium with fans which obviously resulted in fans fighting each other and getting banned from the stadium forever. I I am so excited to talk about this game. And I mean, I literally just watched it on tape delay like an hour ago. So I, I my thoughts are fresh. I'm ready. I'm ready to dive in on Duck Hodges and Raymond Calais and uh, JJ Koski and all types of players that will probably have no impact on the season. I'm hyped up, man. Football's back. I actually had a question about uh, Raymond Calais. Have we been saying his name wrong this entire time? Because it seems like he's they, they've been calling him Kali or whatever it, uh, on uh, uh, um, I I don't remember what the Raymond Raymond Calais right? Calais. I, I don't know, but I know that. Uh, they were pronouncing it a little differently than than we have um, the the broadcast booth anyway. Yeah, uh, it's entirely possible that they're wrong too, but I <laughs> I, I trust them before us. Yeah, I feel like we're probably wrong. Raymond Clay, we've been we've been really butchering that one. But I mean, in our defense, he's barely mattered. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> at least not until recently. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, I, I have to say for the, uh, for, <laughs> for the people getting banned from the stadium, like how, like how awful would that be that the very first game that that's at, that they're able to see at the stadium is a preseason game and a very, how to say boring preseason game it was. And now they can't see another one in person. What? Just what a waste of time. Like, I I don't understand people who go to the stadium and get in fights. Let alone again with like other Rams fans. Like, what do you what are you trying to accomplish? It, it was it was pointless, and I you know I I hate to see this like increasing, uh, not just with the the Rams, but. Uh, in all sports, like I, I feel like I see like a rise in 
people like getting in fights and stuff. It's like, guys, it, it, it's a game at the end of it all. Like, <laughs> no, the Rams aren't going to honor you by protecting, quote unquote, protecting the fan base, especially if you're attacking your own fan base, by the way. Yeah. Um, Everyone's so, going to try and be the Suns in four guy now. Yeah. So it's, I, I don't know, man. It just, people are weird. Yeah, it's so stupid. I, I, I don't, like, I don't understand how you go to a game, like, looking for a fight or, like, trying to, like, insult players, like, in, like, not unfriendly way. Like, you pay money to go to a game and then, like, that's what you want to do. I don't know. Maybe we go for different reasons. Uh, I like to go watch the game in person, be hyped in the crowd, maybe get a little drunk. Like, that. that's what I want to go for a game for. I don't want to fight anybody. Well, Steve, you're in the minority there, man. <laughs> I don't think I am. But, oh, man. Well, let's talk about this great game that we got to watch Chase Daniel play. You know, it's always exciting, right? Um, oh, oh, yeah, Chase Daniels, yeah. Yep, so if if you didn't watch the preseason game, I mean, um, unless, unless you're like a degenerate football junkie like we are, look, you don't have to go watch this game. Not much happened. It was 13-6. to six. The Chargers had like 260 yards. We had like 190. Uh, just a real, real abysmal game. The, the game opened on a 21-minute drive from... <laughs> Chargers it took 10 minutes and they didn't even score a touchdown what a, what a game um I mean I we'll, we'll dive into the players here but I mean any, any initial reaction to this game um it does not matter the score at all the, the Rams clearly do not care about the preseason at all based on the fact that like Johnny Munt didn't play like if you're going that deep on the depth chart and not playing that kind of guy, you're not playing John Wolford. Like, you clearly don't give a shit. And in the last two minutes, they weren't even calling timeouts in a one-score game, so they clearly don't care. Um, so the score doesn't matter. But, I mean, any, any like, real initial thoughts before we dive into some players here and how we thought they did? You know, that the funny thing about this game is I don't tend to expect much from preseason games especially during the Sean McVay era. We we already knew this coming in, but I feel it feels like this past game was like such an afterthought in this game. Like there was very little actually that you can get out of this game. Uh there there are some things that you can for sure, but like there's not much that you didn't already know. And it it was it was just such a boring, disappointing game. Uh, that's that's about all I can contribute to that, really. Yeah. Well, when you're trotting out really shitty offensive lines and duck hodges, it's not gonna be easy to make any magic happen on offense. And I think it's safe to say the Rams made no magic happen on offense in this game. Uh, there were some bright spots that we'll talk about them though. But yeah, it was just. What a just ugly football game. Like, there's nothing. Like, there were barely any, like, specific plays of note in this game. Uh, and, I mean, the most notable play to me was Jacob Harris almost getting in bounds on that fade touchdown and the goal line where he made a nice grab and he was out of bounds. That was, like, the best play of the game, wasn't it? It didn't even count. It was, it was an incomplete pass. Uh, for me, it was probably when Bryce Perkins... Uh, did uh, oh yeah, the hurl over the defender. Okay, yeah, I so, take that back. Yeah, that was uh, fucking rad. You, you gotta. I mean, the last time I seen any Rams player jump jump like that would probably be. Well, actually, no. I take that back. There's probably been a player since then, but I was thinking about Brian Leonard. Brian Leonard, Ty Gurley. Uh, Ty Gurley was a fucking beast hurdling. That's true. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I, I just, I just wanted to throw out Brian Leonard's name out there. You know, shout out just to Brian Leonard, people. man. Yeah, I mean, like, you, I think you're associating with like guys who are otherwise unmemorable, but Gurley did a lot. 
Um, so I guess before we dive into the players, we'll definitely talk about Bryce Perkins in a little bit. But let's talk about who didn't play and how we feel about it. Um, we know that the Rams don't give a shit about the preseason. We've known this. <laughs> but with like since the last preseason, they didn't play anyone uh, in 2019. The season didn't go great. Um, and a lot of those guys we thought could have used a preseason. We thought maybe they'd play some people. Nope. We didn't see John Wolford. We didn't see Nick Scott. We didn't see David Long. We didn't see Johnny Munt. We didn't even see Traven Howard. We didn't see Brian Allen. Uh, like, I know some of those guys are banged up, but uh, it seemed like anyone who had for, has for sure a solidified starting or key role in this offense didn't play. Like, even John Wolford, clearly the backup quarterback, didn't play. He's not playing this preseason, John McVay announced. Um, but not even, like, not even, like, Nick Scott or David Long. Like, um, I think the only guys that we're going to talk about who might contribute this year, um, they're all rookies, basically. Um, and then like Xavier Jones, who's essentially a rookie. I mean, personally, like I, I, I don't, I I'd like to see like some of those guys play maybe like, I don't know. I, I think Nick Scott was a little banged up, but like, I'd like to see like David Long get reps in the preseason. I'd like to see Nick Scott. I'd like to see Traven Howard. I don't really care about Johnny Munn. You know, it's, I don't think it'll do much for him, but it's just hilarious to me that, He's good enough to not play in the preseason. Um, other than that, I mean, like, we knew he wasn't going to play a lot of these guys. And it's just, it's funny how it just absolutely no fucks he gives about the preseason, man. We got two more games of this. I don't know if any of those guys I just named are going to play in any preseason games. We know Wolford's not. Uh, I mean, how do you feel about it just after seeing this and seeing the guys that were trotted out on the field in this game? I mean, he, he real Sean McVay really took the approach of sending out pretty much your backup, your backups of your backups, because <laughs> there there was at no point in this game where you seen a guy out there and you're like, you know what, this guy's going to be a starter in 2021 or he's going to play significant time in 2021. Uh and if you do see a guy out there that's going to play significant time in 2021, um, it's like Steve said, he was a rookie. Uh, that That's about it. It's really bizarre seeing it like that. And uh, I, I don't know if it's going to be like this for the remaining two games that are left. Uh, I think it definitely is going to be. But, man, that... <laughs> it was it was terrible, and the funny thing is, I I feel like that the Rams and the Chargers are about one of the only teams that I saw anyway um, that are taking the approach of um, you know of course not every team is going to play all their starters and they're not going to play them for like a huge amount of time. But like, I I seen teams out there putting in uh, some, you know, putting in their starters, you know, for for just a couple plays here and there. Uh, Jared Goff threw nine passes. There you just go. like looking through some box scores. So yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, we'll see with the Chargers. Like, they I'm sure they knew we weren't going to play anyone, so maybe they didn't do it either, just because like. You know, at that point, is it worth playing your starters against the Rams? Barely even backups. Um, like, no. But, I mean, we'll, we'll see. Um, we'll, we'll see what they do. But Staley's from the Sean McVay coaching tree, so I wouldn't be shocked if he didn't at all either. Like, you know, you know you're not going to see the Matthew Staffords, like the Aaron Donalds, the Jalen Ramseys. To me, there's no – I mean, there would be benefit to playing Stafford – um, but I'm not going to disagree with the logic there because, you know, he's he's in his 30s. He's had some injury history. There's no, like, it would be nice to tune up the offense, but 
I, I get that approach, but then, like, you're not playing the John Wolfords, the Van Jeffersons. Like, he takes it to a whole nother level of not playing guys, man. It's, it, is, it is honestly wild. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, but yeah, so I mean, you want to start with on a positive note or on a negative note? How do we want to do this? Let's get, uh, the bad news out of the way first. So there's really only one like really bad negative takeaway I have from this game. And it's, we talked about all those guys who didn't play because they're going to have a contributor. They're expected to be contributors. And, you know, when the off season started, Bobby Evans was listed as a starter. Uh, he was trotting out with the first stringers uh, as a guard. And he played in this game, which basically means that Brian Allen has that starting center job. Just at, set it in stone. They're either going to bring someone in or he's starting if Bobby Evans played in this game. And on top of it, like, man, he fucking stunk. Uh, he looked horrible. I think that guy has got to go back to playing tackle. He looked pretty good in 2019 at tackle man um but everything we've seen from him at guard uh it's just not it i don't think he could play the position in the nfl and you know the fact that he played in this game means that they they agree because they had him penciled as a starter early on and um like man he was really fucking bad uh he was really bad from what i saw in this game i mean i don't know if you had a different take but it seems like most people I've seen talk about this agree with me. It was a real, real stinker from him and in the entire offensive line. Um, but a lot of these guys are not expected to have a role or might not even make the team. And this was a guy who was entered camp as a starter. Uh, and it's it's a lot more alarming to see it from him than a Tremaine Ankrum or a, any of those guys. Well, as far as uh, guys like Tremaine Ankrum, um, at least they showed up to play, um, and they and he did relatively well. But when it came to guys like Bobby Evans, he he just he's not a guard, point blank. He's not a guard. And uh, why why Sean McVay like insists on on putting him there? I'm I'm all for cross training offensive linemen. I think in a lot of ways it has helped the Rams particularly with guys like David Edwards. I mean, technically speaking, he was drafted as a tackle, not as a as an offensive guard, and he's kind of made his career as an offensive guard. So um, I guess the hope was Bobby Evans would be the same, and he's just not. I mean, we kind of witnessed that, um, you know, going back to last year's playoff game against the Green Bay Packers. He, he clearly was not ready to be a guard um, in that game. And this year, same thing. It, you could tell that he's just he's, he's not there. I, I think he they have to keep him as a backup tackle. And, uh, you know, if we, if we need a, another guard, which, I, I mean, I guess that kind of eliminates that you know, need because Corbett could uh, slide back over to being the offensive guard. But then 
now you have uh, Brian Allen as your starting center, which creates a whole other dilemma. Uh, and unfortunately, we're not going to know how well this offensive line is going to gel together until week one. Right. Well, I mean, at least, um, you know, besides Allen, you have continuity with the rest of the line from last year, uh, keeping keeping Corbett at guard. Um, the, David Edwards, Andrew Whitworth, Rob Havenstein, they're all back. So it's just on Allen. And, I mean, we've talked at length about how we thought they should have either brought back Austin Blythe or replaced him in the draft. So they got a lot riding on Brian Allen. And, I mean, but based on what we saw from Evans here, I, I, I completely understand why they feel more comfortable going with Brian Allen. Um, yeah, beca- no and, and this is coming from, like, the anti-Brian Allen, like, society here. Uh, if you're a long-time listener of this podcast, um, I think, like, man, he if a guard, if Allen gets injured and it's Bacorbit at center or one of the guards gets injured and you need to play somebody, you got to play Nopu, man. There's no way. Like, we... I know it's a preseason, it's a harsh reaction, but the fact oh, hit my mic. Uh the fact that he's out there to begin with is a harsh indictment on him and then he stunk it up. Like you can't you can't go back into that well at guard. You you just can't. If for a team competing for a Super Bowl, um if something happens to somebody, you might need to even look to make a trade. Oh yeah, no question. Uh it offensive line has always been kind of thin. Um so there was no attempt to address the the entire offensive line, really. So, um, yeah, that that's got that's kind of reality at this point. If anything happens to any of the offensive line starters, the Rams are kind of screwed at that point uh, because basically your only your your only backup that I'd be com- uh, at least confident in as a replacement would be Joe Nopum. And beyond that, not much more. Right. So, uh, like I said, I-, I still think Bobby Evans can be a solid tackle. Um, you know, he, he may not be uh, somebody that I'd be confident naming a starting tackle, but um, at least I feel like he can play that position a lot better than we saw at guard, especially in, in this preseason game. Yeah, I mean, it It can't get much worse than what we saw here. Um, and, and yeah, I think it's a better tackle. And, and no, no boom, you know, he's going to be a downgrade from whoever he replaces, but you at least feel okay about it. Um, we've seen some good things from him. I didn't really have any, like, re- really big negatives from this game. I mean, obviously, the whole offense... And, like, as a whole was a negative, but no, nothing, like, I don't know if you have any other things that, like, really pop off as just being bad uh, before we get to some of the good stuff. Uh, as far as bad goes, there's plenty that was bad, particularly yeah, offensively. It, it was just felt like third stringers just playing like third stringers. Nothing like, like, that was the only real, like, alarming thing to me, like, Bryson Hopkins was out there a lot. He didn't do much. Like, it is what it is. Um, but, I, I mean, like, we could, we could shift to the quarterbacks because there was definitely some positives and negatives there. Uh, and we don't need to spend a ton of time talking about Duck Hodges and Bryce, Hopkins, Bryce Perkins. I mean, because you're in agreement with three. Neither of these guys are make the team, right? No. I, I expect uh, the Rams to ultimately cut. Uh, Duck Hodges, and I expect uh, Bryce Perkins end up on the practice squad. Yeah, but, I mean, the concern now is, like, I, I think Perkins very much outplayed Duck Hodges in this game. It wasn't a perfect performance of Perkins. Uh, I mean, we we saw that hurdle. That was fucking incredible. The guy can move. He clearly brings something of value to the quarterback position. I cannot say the same about Duck Hodges. Uh, and I mean, passing wise, I think his release is like horrifying. It looks gross, but his, for the most part, his passes were on target to me. You know, he didn't really miss a ton. Um, he made some sharp throws. You know, it doesn't look good coming out of his hands, but I, uh, for the most part, I, I didn't really see him miss, miss like 
horribly a bunch. And I mean, to me, the concern is going to be is maybe somebody's watching these preseason games, likes what they see, and takes a chance on him on their active roster. But even if he really, really kills it, um, he'd ha- he'd have to go fucking off to earn a roster spot just because. The Rams have a lot of positions that need depth, and the fact that they're not playing John Wolford shows that they're really, really competent in him as their backup quarterback. And because of that, you know, if you like your backup quarterback that much, there's not really a point of keeping a third guy. Yeah, no, no, there is no point in keeping a third quarterback on this roster. I have no takes on Duck Hodges. I don't think he's very good. Probably no. gonna get caught. <laughs> the interception was not great, but it was uh, didn't really matter. It was fourth down. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> um, well, I'll keep it to the offensive side of the ball. The the offensive players that I think were the most significant playing in this game um, were the running backs Tutu Atwell and Jacob Harris. I think we could. S- well, I don't really have much thoughts on the backs either. I mean, neither of them really impressed me. Neither of them, like, neither Xavier Jones nor Jake Funk looked bad. I mean, they both they both showed a little bit of flashes, but there was nothing that really popped off the page. Part of that could have been because of bad offensive line play. But if they look like this for the next two games, I think you got to bring an event. I think you got I think you have to. Um, just because these guys are going to matter, given how the roster is currently constructed, constructed, and I mean I don't know I don't I don't see it yet with either. Looking for a new and unique way to get in on the action this season? Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this year. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports and esports app specifically to pl- for player prop bets. Tired of doing hours of research on the best fantasy sleepers to try and win your redraft league? Thrive lets you bet on the players that actually matter. So you're not going to be betting on the guys that we talked about on this podcast. You're going to be betting on the top tiers, the Aaron Donalds, the Matthew Staffords. You'll be able to choose prop bets for top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. And each player's over-under will be assigned a fantasy value based on likelihood. Hit the most props, you'll rack up the most points, and you'll want to share Thrive's prize pool, which is over $140,000 in guaranteed prizes for week one. It's already awarded more than $4 million to fantasy players. Best of all, use our promo Talk Rams. You'll receive a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. So you put in the dollar, you're going to get two. You put in 100, you're going to get 200. That's promo code Talk Rams. T A L K R A M S, all caps. That's a deal I'm cashing in on. Download the Thrive Fantasy app today on the App Store or Play Store and visit the website at thrivefantasy.com today to sign up. Sign up, prop up, and get ready to win big. No, I mean. There was no consistency in the run, running game at all. It was it was really disappointing to see. Uh, I, I understand that you know this is the preseason and these are guys that ninety percent of them are not going to make the roster. But at the same time, you you got to understand that these are going to be guys that are going to at least participate in the game uh, behind Daryl Henderson at some point. Um, how much? We'll see, but... Somebody uh, has to. I mean, he's yeah. not going to play 100% of the snaps. He's not exactly. built like that. And if they were to play him... If they were to play him anything over, like, 80%, I mean, that just seems short-sighted. We know his injury history. The thing you need to do with Daryl Henderson is try and keep him healthy. And you need a backup that you can put out there to spell. And... Like, it's one game. We'll see how they perform the rest of the preseason, but it doesn't, when you're, like, we're going to say this a lot, when this is, a, this is a team built to compete for a Super Bowl, when there's guys out there like, you know, Adrian Peterson, who's old, not great anymore, but if you're going to play him 15 to 20% of the offensive snaps, I, I you can rely on him enough, you know, and I... I don't know. We, we can't say that yet with these two. Um, but it's one preseason game. Like I said, the offensive line is not good that they're playing behind. I, I, I will let them ride it out in the preseason for sure because whoever they have, like, they don't need Adam today. 
Yeah, that that's true. Uh, it, it's I I just I I don't know how to feel, man. Like Xavier Jones, I feel like is uh, well. I was happy to see them out there. I, I Steve and I was kind of debating that uh, last week. Uh, you know whether or not Xavier Jones was going to be out there or not, and uh, well, he was about the only one out there. So hey, at least he was out there. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I thought you know, I was going to lose that bet when I saw the news that Wolford isn't playing in the preseason. <laughs> but uh, hey, you know what? He he, he played and and uh, you know, like you said, there were times he wasn't looking too bad, and then there were times where it was like, um, yeah, I, I think uh, Daryl Henderson's going to need more help than this. So uh, I, I, it could be like. Like Steve mentioned, like it, it could be that he, that they needed better offensive line play. That certainly wasn't there. Um, but overall, the the ground game just was terrible. And here's hoping that uh, at least the this upcoming game against the Raiders, uh, they'll play a little bit better than that. Because yeah, yeah, that was that was a stinker, man. Yeah, yeah, then the whole running game. Um, but it's like, can, like, can you talk yourself into these guys as Daryl Henderson's backups? Like, like maybe just because you think Daryl Henderson's really going to get the bulk of the work. But given what we've seen from Daryl Henderson over the last two years, you can't expect that dude to play seventeen games, right? And when he misses a game or two. Like we're gonna go into a, a game with Xavier, um, Xavier Jones and Jake Funk. Like you don't feel good at all with that lineup. Um, I think they'll wait wait it out and see if guys get cut. Like um, based on what we saw in Week One, David Johnson could be a potential cut candidate in Houston. Like if he were to get cut, I think they would scoop him up in a heartbeat. Like guys like that. Um, you know, maybe like they're like that's. It feels like all the middling running backs who might get cut are in Houston. Like Mark Ingram, they might take a look at if he, he were to get cut. They're guys out there. I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. I I would bet that's what they're waiting for. Um, and they're just gonna let Xavier Jones and Jake Funk uh, try and really show themselves. But we'll see. We got more time to to see what they got. A guy who we expected to be the the hype monster of the preseason and camp. How about Jacob Harris, the tight end, the fourth round rookie? Uh, dude can ball, man. He looked great, uh, great as a pass catcher. He 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 made a lot of plays. I mean, I mentioned that catch, uh, almost catch in the end zone. He almost had, but the other catches he had, he looked really good. He looked good catching. He looked good running. He had a fumble, but. Listen, this is a raw rookie. It, it might happen. I'm not ready to sit here and say he's going to have a big role this year, but I think he will have a, a small role in this offense. Um, I'm not saying go draft him on your fantasy teams or anything like that, but look, looking at how he played, I, I do think they will trot him out there a little bit in games as, as a pass catcher. It's going to take him some time to become a reliable blocker, and the Rams need a tight end who could block. Hence why Johnny Munt is not only on the team, but valuable enough to not play in the fucking preseason. But I really liked what I saw about Jacob Harris. I think this was about as good of a debut for that kind of player that you could expect in a preseason game. And, you know, I think he'll do a couple of things this year. I'm not expecting huge things from him at all in 2021, but... Um, long term, man, it seemed it seems like they grabbed a good piece that they could really develop and hopefully into a good player. You know, I think he could at worst become the player that Gerald Everett was. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I have to admit, like I was kind of skeptical of Harris going into this preseason game. Not that I didn't think he was good or anything like that, but like a lot of times when you hear the hype in, in training camp, you have to take it with a grain of salt. Like, yeah, you might seem like a training camp warrior or whatever, um, but can it translate into 
the you know an actual in-game setting and uh wow he, he actually showed up to play and and uh you know he made made sure everyone knew that he was there and a, and a threat on offense um i will say that that fumble that was brutal um you got to secure the ball a lot better than that uh at first i thought well maybe he got hit like pretty hard and uh you know he just lost the ball you know it happens especially when you put like the helmet on the ball but no he, he just wasn't holding it properly um and, and i i think that's kind of part of the growing pains with him because he's not all that experienced in football in general you know the, the, it's not just at the position it's it's football in general so um i think that's something that's going to disappear over time but it is something to be concerned about a little bit um and hopefully jacob harris won't try and do too much um at once because if he does mistakes like that's going to happen so um I think just kind of going over the fundamentals and the basics for him uh, may be crucial um, because, yeah, that that kind of stuff can't happen in, in the regular season. In, in the preseason, who cares? But in, in the regular season, that's that's how you could lose a football game. Right. And uh, yeah, he's raw as hell. He hasn't been playing for that long. He's got to get out of his system now. Uh, he played 41% of the snaps in uh in this game he was still their leading pass catcher led the team in targets led the team in yards play him the whole game man get, get that snap got up to, to like 80 to 100 percent. i want this guy to get all the possible reps he can get in the preseason let him get out kinks like fumbling like clearly you don't give a fuck about winning the game anyways um let let it let him let him run man let him get as much run as he possibly can i mean they were targeting him heavily in this game and i, I love that uh, he's the guy I think that's going to need it the most out of all these guys that are playing and long-term the most beneficial to your team. Like, uh, J.J. Koski is out there for 86% of the snaps in this game. Like, well, we can play Jacob Harris a little more. I mean, J.J. Koski didn't do too bad. No, he played fine. He played fine. Uh, he's competing for the six-receiver spot on the roster, I suppose. I think he... I know Tristan Jackson caught a touchdown, but he seemed like the best out of that bunch, I guess. Not, yeah, he also hurt much. his knee. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, Jackson got hurt, right? Yeah, he hurt his knee. You hate to see it. Um, oh, hopefully it's not anything too serious, but I haven't heard anything. Yeah. Yeah, there hasn't been much news out yet. Um... Last guy I want to talk about on offense was our <laughs> second round pick, uh, Tutu Atwell, who, listen, man, look, he had one real, like, he had two pass, he had two catches, one of them went for one yard. The 20 yard reception was pretty damn good. Uh, I will give him credit. He looked really good on that one play. Um, it was only targeted four times. Not much to take away offensively for him. But, Johnny, and I texted you about this as soon as I saw it, he had a really nice punt return. It got called back, obviously, because I feel like our special teams are just cursed with flags. But it was a small sample size, but that punt return was really solid. Better than anything I saw last year. Raymond Clay also had, I nailed it, Raymond Clay also had a really nice punt return as well. Um... So there's not really much to take away from Tutu Atwell offensively in this game. I don't think they'll um, – I don't expect them to show their hand with anything they actually are going to have him do this season. He's not really going to be a on-the-field pass catcher much, I feel like. I, just, I just feel like there's not a path to that for him as a rookie. But special teams, man, I love to see it. I love to see it for Raymond Calais. We're getting closer and closer to the dream of never seeing Cooper Cup return a punt again, and this game was a great start in that direction. Yeah, I I think that's I I do think that the Rams are going to use Tutu Atwell 
as a receiving option at some point in 2021. Uh, how much? We'll see. But um, I, I think his speed is is too valuable for them not to use that. But yeah, I real... mean, not not to cut you off, but if Deshaun Jackson is healthy, they do not need to use him in the passing game. No, uh-huh. well, it, the the of course the preferred choice will be uh, Djax for sure. I, I don't think anyone would argue that, right? Uh, but uh, um, I, I have to say though that is intriguing too, having both Djax and Tutu Atwell on the field at the same time—that'd be insanity. Yep. Um, and I, I like that. I like that there's so much diversity on this offense now that you can you can have that option um, as long as everybody stays healthy. Uh, that's a whole nother story entirely, though. Uh, as far as Tutu Atwell, that his main role that we're going to probably see in in the preseason is uh, is the return aspect of his game. And that's kind of what we want, man. That's what that's. We we need to see him succeed uh, at at this spot so that he can he can contribute uh, on special teams in that regard. And I think that you know whether it be uh, Calais or or uh, Atwell out there, they were both you know returning really well, and and uh, that's something that we hadn't seen a lot, you know. Whether it be Cooper Cup or Nusemba Webster last year, they just well Cooper Cup is not a returner. Let's let's put it that way. And Nusemba Webster, he just he never lived up to his potential, and and quite frankly, he just pretty much got you a yard or two if you were lucky, and that might have been it. So um, to see you know, a net positive gain uh, instead of a loss, that's great. Now we just have to work on not getting the, the ball called back uh, after every penalty. I think that that's something that the Rams will need to work on. But, hey, um, once that's all figured out, I think I think the Rams have a solid uh, unit here for, for kick return. Yeah, man, I mean, if we drafted – Middle class, Cordero Patterson at fifty seven. I'll take it. It's a valuable thing to have, right? Um, it's just you know he didn't he didn't have a lot of return experience in college, so he's gonna have to develop it. I'm sure there would be a little growing pains, but if he could just be a, a threat, like I'll take a guy who's a threat and fumbles every now and then, than a guy who just fair catches every time. Have have the threat. Um, and I, I, it seemed like this is a good start. I think he will get there. Let's move it to the defensive side of the ball. <laughs> I think the most shocking development was the story of this game was how good Justin Lawler played. Uh, fucking just dude had himself a day. Based on how this preseason is going, Johnny, I don't know if we will see Justin Lawler again in the preseason. <laughs> like they might have just seen that first half and they were like that's it buddy you're on the team you're going to be in the rotation we are not going to play you again in the preseason i'd even mention like okoronkwo didn't play in this game <laughs> like daryl lewis i think is hurt um justin hollins didn't play like i i think lawler man i know it's one game against a bunch of backups but that was enough for me to see that he he has had to have secured himself a spot on the roster. Oh yeah, man. He he uh he was the the preseason hero already. Like I, I feel like you can probably already end the preseason <laughs> and and uh you know Justin Lawler is has has become the the preseason darling for the Rams this year. There's always one and uh Lawler's it this year. Uh, you know, to be fair though, like I, I'm, I'm happy for him, man, because this is this is a guy that hasn't really had much of an opportunity because of injuries, and uh, you hear this a lot from 
from uh, from a lot of different football players, but you don't really see them like rise beyond that. And uh, hopefully, this is this opportunity to get some playing time. Um, and, and hey, you know, if he, I, I don't know if Sean McVay is going to pull him from the rest of the preseason games, but if if he doesn't, then I, I hope he continues to dominate, and uh, I, I hope that um, he he gets some playing time. Uh, during the regular season because, man, this guy was everywhere. He was all over the field, and, uh, man, hats off to him, man. I I was happy for him. Yeah, it was his first game since Super Bowl 53, which is crazy. Um, And, you know, the fact that he was even on the roster still uh, said that the Rams thought highly of him. And, man, he he took all their goodwill, and he fucking – Turned it up, man. He, he's really the only player in this game where I could sit here and say, that guy had an incredible game. No, like, we could say all the positives about, like, Jacob Harris. That guy, he, that guy's the only game, guy who came in this game and played an A-plus performance. Uh, I, I honestly don't know if he's going to play anymore in the preseason. I, I think they might shut him down. I, I honestly do, based on how McVay has handled everything else. And honestly, guys missed the last two seasons with injuries. I'd be fine with it. I'd be okay with that decision. I, yeah, you know, I, I I'd be okay with the two man. Um, just just so he could feel, you know, not not only like a part of the team, but uh, also to feel like he's appreciated. Because obviously, if you're not if you're not on the field, it's hard to feel appreciated, right? So um, it. If he's done enough from this game alone, I, I think that would make him feel good. I mean, he, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like he didn't really play in the second half. He, he didn't. Yeah. He, so, I think he only played in the first half. <laughs> they might have decided that at halftime. Five tackles, one tackle for loss, two QB hits, um, and he had a day. It was, it was awesome to see. I think the next biggest positive um on the defensive side of the ball and johnny it makes me so happy to say this was ernest jones the linebacker that we finally invested a draft pick in at the end of the third round um and if you didn't see this report he (laughs) apparently raheem morris was pressing the wrong button on his headphone headset on the first drive so ernest jones was just straight up calling the defensive place himself he, he could hear, like, some of what Morris was saying, but here's a quote from Morris. First drive, I was pushing the wrong button trying to talk to Ernest. I couldn't get to him. Ernest couldn't hear me. They get a 19-play, 20-play drive down the field. The guys wall up at the end there. We get a nice stop, make them kick it for three. So all those things, working through all those kinks, the players, the coaches, the where you go, how the alignment is, everything that happens, it's all nice and new for us. And he went on to say, he couldn't hear me. You didn't even know. He heard part of it, and he was able to get the rest out. That coming from a rookie, and you hear flex, and you get the rest out of the call is pretty impressive. Most of that was me messing him up. He had the ability to get the thing going and get us rolling down the field. Um, so obviously, like taking command of the play calling and all that is very impressive. Um, and being a rookie calling plays, I mean, this game doesn't really matter, but I, I'm glad he's getting that experience under his belt. And I thought he looked good. Um Way better in pass coverage than I expected. I'm not. I I'm absolutely not sitting here saying that week one he can start and be a great pass defender. But he made some plays in in pass coverage and some plays that he didn't make in pass coverage. He ta- made a tackle immediately. Um, I I really I felt really positive about his performance in this game. Honestly, I I, I really. Really, really liked what I saw. I mean, how do you feel? Well, um, we we all know that one of the reasons why Ernest Jones was was uh, drafted by the Rams was for his leadership capabilities, and well, he kind of already solidified that. Um, you know, obviously, you you don't want to send a rookie out there and have him call the plays on his own. But, hey, sometimes you have to improvise a little bit, and he did. And you know what? Did a pretty solid job. You know, was it perfect? Of course not. He is a rookie after all. Um, But 
he he was doing solid job in in, in coverage and and uh, I I don't think he'll be a starter we come week one, but I do think he will be a starter eventually. And uh, call me crazy, but I still not comfortable with the idea of Kenny Young and Troy Reader as the starting inside linebackers in 2021. I, we'll see. Maybe they improved even more. Uh, I can hope. But uh, I, I, I just, I, I think at some point they will be replaced by Ernest Jones. And uh, we'll see about Traven Howard and, and uh, Micah Kaiser. But, uh, uh, yeah, it, it's it's an interesting it's a it's an it's a good problem to have, I'll say, and uh, I, I I think that Ernest Jones might be an interesting pick uh, for the next couple years, someone to watch for uh, for sure. Well, I mean, the four guys ahead of him also didn't play, so they clearly have made up their mind yet, right? If all four of those guys didn't play, um, it might this might be somewhere else. But I was looking at the Rams injury report. None of those guys are on it. Not Draven Howard, not Micah Geyser, not Troy Reader, not Kenny Young. So, like, you're holding out all four. I feel like they haven't made a decision on if Kaiser or Howard have a chance to push for that spot. Um, I don't know. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know if – we'll see. I think Jones has got a little bit of work to do in the next two games to really earn a starting spot, especially if those other guys aren't playing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, long-term, I, I, I think I like what I saw so far. I think he will win one of those starting spots eventually. I don't know if it'll be this year, even though y- y'all know I don't like the other guys that are starting there. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see, man. It was It was a good start. I was really happy with it. And, I mean, I don't have really any other takes on anyone in the defense. Um, I thought the secondary looked really bad. Juju Hughes made it, made a couple plays. Um, but beyond that, and that's not really concerning because they didn't play anybody that's going to affect the defensive back hierarchy this year. You know, there's, oh. a chance, there's a chance that every secondary player that played in this game isn't going to make the team. I, I do have to uh, give out a shout-out to J.R. Reed. Uh, this guy actually showed up to play, um, was out there all over the field, um, safety, by the way. Uh, yeah. he, he, did a, he did a solid job, um, probably next to Lawler, I, I would say, um, probably the next best player on defensively. Um, I, I, I thought he had a really solid outing. And then, um, at least in the first, um, first, I would say, drives, the defensive line did okay. Um, I, I liked uh, Michael Hoyt. He, he, did, um, he, he got in there a couple times along with Marcus Copeland. Um, but beyond that, yeah, everything else was either disappointing or just kind of dead. <laughs> Yeah, I, I kept a close eye on uh, Chris Garrett because I was really, I, I loved that pick just because it was such a dart throw. Didn't see much from him in this game, but we're talking about a D2 player playing in the NFL. I, I you, you can't expect magic from day one, so we'll see. Um, it's just so many of these guys that were playing in this game. Like, you look at the secondary men, like I'm looking at the depth chart on uh, ESPN and the top eight guys in the secondary didn't play in this game, and Robert Rochelle didn't play in this game either. So it's like that's nine defensive backs right there. I don't know if any of these guys that played are gonna make the team. J.R. Reed, yeah, I agree. I think him and Juju Hughes stood out the most to me in the secondary, but there's a chance none of these guys make the team. I don't know. Um, I mean. That's all I got in this game, unless you want to talk about the the punter battle. Um, <laughs> Corey, what's yeah, his I name? Suppose we should. Bor- Borquez? 
Marquez. Guy's got a fucking boot, man. Holy shit. He does. He really does. Uh, I don't think he's going to win the job, but shit, man. He's going to push Hecker a little bit at least. Uh, I mean, hey, he uh, Hecker himself said that he, he doesn't have the job locked down. So, uh, and, and it's not just Hecker, you know, being uh, uh, a modest player. It, it's legitimate, man. And if if you don't, if he didn't believe it before the preseason game, you probably believe it now. You know that uh, I I think that. Um, Hecker ultimately is going to win the competition, but man, uh, he's going to, he, Borges or however it is you say his name, uh, I, I feel like he's going to, um, definitely give him a run for his money, man. Yeah. Um, (laughs) we'll see. Yeah. It's, it's at least nice to have somebody lighting a fire up your ass. Uh, I think Hecker, even though he stunk it up, not stunk it up, but. For Johnny Hecker Sanders was bad last year. I don't think they're gonna move on yet, but at least they know that if if he comes out stinking, they they have another option. There was a kicker battle. Austin McGinnis played in this game, but he already got cut, so that one's over. Yeah, that that didn't last long, did it? <laughs> it did not. It did not. You got any other thoughts on this game, man? I, I think we hit it all. Um, there, I'll, I'll throw in one thought. One. One more thought, and then uh, I think we can end the, the discussion. Um, our boy uh, Bryson Hopkins had a catch. <laughs> he he played in, a like, lot. The last second of the game. Yeah, I, I noticed the catch. Um, I, was like, I was like, oh, look, there he is. One catch for three yards on two targets, 59% yeah. of the snaps. Um, I mean, if the future of the Rams' tight end room is Jacob Harris and Bryson Hopkins. We know which one of these guys is going to be Johnny Munn. I, that's that's all I got to say. <laughs> oh, man. This is, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> good luck to you, Bryson Hopkins, man. I think you're going to need it. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, he didn't get targeted enough to really have any big takeaways, but it's it's a little telling too that we don't have any takeaways, you know? Like there is nothing there. There's just nothing to break down. Yeah, and at this point we should that that's that's kind of the sad, scary part. Yeah, yeah, I mean I don't think he'll get cut, but it wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. You know, if I don't know if they want to keep four tight ends. Man, that's that's another thing. That's a bummer, yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, all right, well, this is kind of peak butting heads as we just did 55 minutes on this fucking game. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, we will be back next week to talk about we, – we have a preseason game this week, right? Raiders? Yeah, against the Raiders. Sorry, I guess I'm not – I don't have the preseason schedule memorized. Raiders on the 21st. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, we will most likely be back next week to talk about that game. You could follow us on Twitter at Ciro at Johnny Five Six, and at Talk Rams. And we'll see you guys soon. Tell Sean Payton, keep talking that. Shit. We gonna see him soon. You feel me? Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.